Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Volume. What up, y'all? It's T-Bop from Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Now, we're a college football show, but... I'm a massive NBA fan. Now, I'm a Pelicans fan, which could be a trying existence at times. And well, the news about Zion's been no fun lately, but whatever. I love the NBA, right? And if you love the NBA, there's no better place to get on the action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Well, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use. Uh, FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and you know stuff going on all the time. Uh, when you win, very importantly, you get paid fast. And FanDuel has lots of ways to play, okay? Spread, money line, over-unders, totals, player props, individual same-game parlays, multi-game parlays. It's all there with the live betting. It doesn't matter if you're running up late, you got your party late, you're hanging out with the fellas, the girlfellas, whatever the point is. Live betting, I mean, you can jump right in, you can bet with your friends, and you too can be cheered for these same things. So, what are you waiting for, okay? Download the FanDuel app today, and let's start to make every moment more with FanDuel. Promo code SNAPS. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome into a brand new episode of SNAPS, your favorite daily college football show. I am one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, joined, as always, by uh, my... Hmm, Dazzlingly, dazzling. That's a hard word to say. Dazzlingly, dazzling. I can't say dazzling, it. Um, dazzle, dazzle, dazzling, dazzling, uh, beautifully teeth that have tons of cavities. Co-host. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say yeah. dazzling smile, but um, Aaron did get some bad right. news today in that regard. I mean, look at him, just a uh, uh, just killer it, megawatt smile, but. Can't judge a book by its cover, folks, okay? Mm-hmm. As, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, Aaron doesn't like to brush his teeth, apparently. Pretty, pretty freaking weird. <laughs> uh, he, claims, <laughs> he claims to. He uh, he says he flushes. I just wear whitening did. strips. I just wear whitening strips. I don't brush my teeth. I just put whitening strips on every day, and that's, that's, that's all I need to do. Yeah. I have yeah, no idea. Good. I literally, yes. I brush my teeth. I brush my teeth. I floss once a day. 
And somehow I had to have four fillings on the left side of my mouth this morning and it sucks. Oh, so bad. Um, oh, yeah. Man, I'm so, Aaron. Numb. so if I randomly start drooling for those watching YouTube and drool just starts coming down the beard, uh, that that's why. Um, it's not from all the candy I ate yesterday, which actually could be the reason because of all the candy I ate is why I had the cavities, which is why I had the four fillings today. Ah, okay. Ah, alas, you reap what you sow, and we reap mm -hmm. super chats. I'm gonna get to Captain Spartan super chat in a minute. Do want to welcome everyone in. Uh, we're at YouTube.com/slash the volume. Uh, thank you to Papa Colin Cowherd and the volume for having us here. Uh, we absolutely love it here. It's our favorite part of every single day. We have so much fun with y'all. Uh, on today's show, we're going to break down a great look. I love a list, but you know what I love you more? I love a list that has voting parameters that translate into numbers. Okay. One of my favorite articles every single year is when the athletic does their quarterback tier list. And it's basically, you know, you, you give every guy a tier ranking and then they average other numbers and you see who lands where. Well, ESPN got their 12 college football writers together and they told them, Hey, name your top 10 quarterbacks. Uh, if you ended up in, you know, uh, if, if, if a player's in first, they get 10 points. If they're in 10th, they get one point. And then we saw where the math fell. So pretty interesting top 10 list that I want to break down with Aaron Murray. Uh, we'll probably make fun of the Pac-12 a bit more. Uh, I, I think we'll probably go more in depth on this tomorrow, but there's a big 12 coaching ranking list, which like, if you're anything like me, actually seeing it on paper, you're kind of like, oh man, okay. Like, like what sucks? No, I disagree, dude. I was kind of like, like when I see like BYU, UCF, and Houston like join the conference, I'm kind of like, okay. But then for some reason, when I see Kalani Sataki and Gus Malzahn mm. and Dana Holgerson's name, and who am I leaving out? Uh, a name right there on the list. Like it actually got me pretty pumped up, yeah. which I thought was a bit interesting. Um, I'll try to keep the. Well, actually, maybe this is more of a question for that that we should all have internally here on Snaps. If we want to keep more of the general bullshit that we open his show at the end of the show, but you know what, we can figure that out later. Aaron, how was uh, how's your Easter though? Solid Easter, uh, Easter and Passover for Aaron, our resident cashew, yeah. our Catholic part Jew. You looked great in your yarmulke. Uh, I don't you. want to culturally thank appropriate, you, so I've never worn one. I feel like I have a perfect face for it, but I don't know. That's just me. You, 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 uh, you how have was a very it? Jewish face? I know, very right, Jewish rounded. Right? Yeah, yeah, well rounded. The beard, you know, the Jews love a good beard. Uh, so you would, you would, you could rock a yarmulke. I, I'll send you, I'll send you a little LSU yarmulke your way for next year's Passover. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. that's allowed. It's a good thing. Uh, uh, but Easter went well. Uh, Maddox has a very unique way of collecting Easter eggs. So he has his uncle Josh follow him. He finds an egg. He opens it. He gets the chocolate out. He gives the empty egg to his uncle and then goes to the next egg and just <laughs> repeats the process. So it's not like, you know, all the other kids are like going around trying to get as many eggs in the basket as he can. He's like, no, no, no. I'm just going to get one, eat it. Uncle Josh, take my trash, take the empty egg, go on to the next one. And um, yeah, hey, it's unique, but efficient. I mean, he got his chocolate in, so I can't, can't, can't hate on it. Uh, you know, hope, hope. Yeah. I was going to say probably better for you in the end because he's actually eating less candy, right? Finding yeah. less eggs overall because he's spending time eating the candy, whereas other kids are just sitting there stacking eggs. Uh, huh. Uh, we didn't even do an egg hunt, honestly. My kids had done so many egg hunts at school and all the other shit that yesterday me and my wife were like, you know what? 
let's just not do it. No more candy. So we did. So we. So you didn't like hide. You didn't hide a basket for your kids to go find in the house. No, we did. Um, we had three. Like we we had baskets waiting on them when they woke up. We did more of like a Christmas setup. We set up a nice little table for them to have a little Easter breakfast on. We hung some like uh, carrot string lights and had nice baskets, but we did not do uh, an Easter egg hunt. Also, I'm I'm I the 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 term we is doing a lot of heavy lifting in this sentence for me because it was mainly my wife, who is uh, very good at all that stuff. While I sat there and. Um, didn't really help much to be quite honest so great job my wife okay. all right let's get to this ten dollar super chat to start the show from captain spartan 04 team up still confused on who's lsu's three biggest rivals florida alabama auburn arkansas a and m um you know spartan if you're confused it's because most people are confused like I, I don't i don't think that this is uh I don't think that L like if you ask 10 different lsu fans who their three biggest rivals are you're probably going to get um, maybe even 10 different answers to be quite honest. Like, I, okay. I would say that maybe Ole which Miss, is crazy T Bob, because it's such a big brand. Well, it's but so much it's tradition, because, which is, which is weird to me. Yeah. I think though it's odd because no in-state rival, uh, which off the bat, yeah. so you have, you don't have like an Auburn, Alabama situation. Um, and then a lot of the games that you care about the most uh, because they have the most competitive, they have the most um, like stakes on the line going into the game are kind of newer feeling, right? Like LSU and Alabama is what many people would answer, but you know, for the vast, vast majority of that rivalry, it's just been Alabama curb stomping LSU. Now here in the modern yeah, how, era, like, how, how far does that rivalry date though? Like that, that, that I was going to ask you that. Like, hmm. is that something that's more recent? Just because both of them have been more of, you know, they've had really big moments of shining, and that game has been pumped by cbs as like that that you know for for i don't know the vast majority of the past decade well, you had like, you had like the game of the century game. Yeah. Like, was this like a no has this been a rivalry for 50 years or is this i mean it goes newer? back to 64 but the problem okay. is like even during the charlie mcclendon days some lsu's best days they just could never beat bear bryant in alabama i mean i don't yeah. know i'm just looking quickly at winsipedia it looks like alabama started this series like rough estimate here like probably like 30 and like five or something like like it, it did not go well and then it started to go well for whatever the point is like it's not if you just look at the Wikipedia, it's not how you would traditionally think about a college football rivalry so like kind of alabama no. i think ole miss would probably be the main name that most fans would say especially the old heads um but there's always, you know, it was always pissing Ole Miss. They were the homecoming game, I think, for a while there. You have, like, Billy Cannon's Halloween run. There's a bunch of moments. Um, so, yeah, I don't – I mean, see, like, Florida. Florida was one created anew, but to this recent generation yeah. has meant a ton, but one that nobody really gives a fuck about outside of LSU. So, I don't know, man. And then you play Arkansas for a trophy. And then early 2000s, yeah, it was Arkansas, Auburn for a while. See, the Arkansas jumps to me is the one. That, that I like, like yeah, but LSU fans that. will not say that. I, I love the Arkansas rivalry. I love the Golden Boot. Mm -hmm. LSU fans are too proud. They think they're above Arkansas. They they won't they won't grant Arkansas rival status. So if if yeah, well, I, big, I I would say I would put Arkansas over Ole Miss though. I mean, no, nah, not I would LSU say our fans. generation. Mm, I know, I know. I I get what you're saying, but I'm telling you, involved. Well, I think technically there's a trophy for the Ole Miss game as well. I think it's like a flower or something. 
it might be a magnolia. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But no, look, old old heads will say Ole Miss, and a lot of the. I mean, whatever. I I like. I think the SEC did a pretty good job because even A and M, not a historical rival, but has a ton of juice to it right now. I really yeah. like the Alabama Ole Miss A and M grouping that they put together. I don't, but point is, as you can see, you're never going to find a consistent answer on who the three biggest rivals are. He also wants to know, uh, Aaron, I'm going to Kansas City for the drafts. What are five Ooh. restaurants you would recommend trying? Five. That's a lot. Uh, five. Uh, I mean, if we just want to stick with barbecue here, I'd go Q39. I'd go Jack Stacks. Those are two. Uh, five. I haven't been to Kansas City in like six years. I, those two. Just go to those two. Go to those two. Go. Good time, good environment, great areas. Uh, right there, like in the plaza area, about 15 minutes away from, from uh, the stadium, so not too far away. A lot of walkability, a lot of shops, a lot of restaurants. So, yeah, stick to those spots. I'm sure you'll find some new spots along the way too, but um, get the burnt ends, some beef burnt ends. Ooh. And uh, send them my way, please, because I miss them dearly. Mm, my belly love does it, but I do. What's I but, but so I, I love burn-ins as well. Um, I don't think they're a part of this next question. I'm asking you, what's your go-to barbecue kind of cut of meat? Like if I'm offering you one meat on your plate, take burn-ins off the table. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm offering you one meat pork. on the plate to go along with your sides, pork. what type though? What are we talking like a pulled pork? I'm a good Jew. Like sausage. I'm a good Jew. So pulled pork. Okay. 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 I think I think I'm a brisket man. I, th I think like an elite oh, brisket yeah, is kind of impossible yeah, to beat yeah. uh, for me. Uh, Andy J wants to know why Tennessee didn't get listed as blue blood in the last episode. Look, I'll be clear. When it comes to blue bloods, I don't know what it is. Uh, I put my thumb on the scale for Northern football. I, I'm 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 not sure why Big Ten just feels a bit more blue blood in the SEC. It doesn't make sense. Do I have any great logic behind it? No. But like I said, I, I did a lot of that list to just feeling it in my balls, and my balls just weren't tell. My balls were telling me that Tennessee was like LSU and UGA, just not quite in that discussion uh, just yet. Uh, Aaron, do you have any reason why Tennessee didn't make it? Uh. Kind of same thing with you. They, they they don't feel like it to me. Yeah, uh, I, but weird. how many? I mean, how many how many SEC teams did we have in in our blue bloods? We had Alabama. Was it just it? It was Alabama. Just really Alabama. One? I mean, Texas is going to be in there, so there will be two. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah we did have yeah. USC in the West Coast. Yeah, I guess Oklahoma yeah. too. But I'm with you. There's something about the the Notre Dame, Ohio State, yep. Michigan that just feels a little bit more football-y to me. Yeah, maybe it's the existence of fall, given that uh, we don't actually have falls down here in the south. And uh, falls and like classic college football seem to go hand in hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, last one, and then we'll get to the show. Greg Hendricks. Hey, Aaron, to piggyback off Kansas City question, what's a good restaurant in Athens that is not a national chain? Ooh, go to Last Resort. Uh, five bars, somewhat of a chain. I think it's in a few few. Uh, college towns. Um, five bars good. Chuck's is really good. But my go-to is always, 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 always last resort. They got a hell of a dessert menu. So make sure you don't get too full up if you're there for, for G-Day this weekend. <laughs> so we are definitely um, starting to put together the pieces of how Aaron's cavities arrived. 
Uh, I've seen Richard <laughs> eating all of his kids' Easter candy, and now oh, the first place. When recommending a restaurant, the first thing I I would have never thought to do that. The first thing I describe is the dessert menu. The dessert menu, no, might the whole as menu well is great. Irrelevant. I'm just saying, don't fill up, don't fill up on the main course because you need to say something for dessert. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a dessert guy. I don't really fuck with dessert, mm -hmm. dude. I'm um, um, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. Salt and meat. And cheese and savoriness. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Mm. Um, all right. If you want to get involved in today's show, hop in the chat, youtube.com slash the volume. Are you all ready to break down some top 10 quarterbacks? Huh? Here's my question. Brum, Aaron, do we want to go yes. 10 to 1 or 1 to 10 here in discussing this? Feel it in your balls. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess I guess I guess I deserve that. I guess I deserve that. All right. I am going to do uh let's go one to ten. Okay. We'll start with the okay. interesting stuff and see uh and see where we go. So again, how this worked, ESP got their 12 college football writers to vote, uh, make a top 10 quarterback list. If you were number one on a ballot, you got 10 points. If you're number 10 on a ballot, you got one point, and you know, everything in between. Um uh, at the top one of the list, it really comes with no question. He got 11 of the 12 first place votes. Uh, so he has 119 total points. And that is Caleb Williams. Threw for 4,500 yards, 42 touchdowns, just five picks. Uh, surprising here, 10 rush touchdowns for Caleb Williams mm. last year. 87.6 QBR, which is an insane uh, equation to try to score that highly in um, Caleb Williams, absolutely fantastic. The only person on this list to break the um, the the hundred point barrier as he gained so many first place votes. Uh, what can you say about Caleb Williams on today's show, Aaron Murray, that we haven't already said a thousand times before? Well, I want to know who the jackass is who didn't put him first. I mean, like, what are you watching? Like Heather did it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It wasn't Heather. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe like what. Won the Heisman, broke the incredible season. You just laid out the stats. Why are you not voting? It always drives me crazy. There's always that one jackass that just wants to be different, that wants to put his name out there, that just decides to vote for some random person who, who we all know is not the best quarterback heading into next year's draft or next year's season and next year's draft too. Uh, I mean, the only thing that, that, that he needs to improve on is uh, yeah. image. Image, 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 image. Just stop with the fingernail painting. Stop with the BS. Just focus on football. No Ugh. F you to whatever team you're playing that week. That's all I care about. Right? That's the only thing. I'm sorry. Like, like, what, what, what do you think that he needs to improve on? He, he made drastic improvements from last Winning year. the Pac-12. That's what he needs to improve on. Winning the Pac-12. Yeah, that's a team thing. That's a team thing. That is a team thing. Like, oh, he's whatever. Healthy, you, 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 you quarterbacks want to get better. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Go ahead. When we lose, it's not our fault. And when we win, it is our it's all it's the reasons because yeah. we had a great game. That's why. Exactly. Uh, exactly. If the, look at there's that no, there is there is nothing to 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 nitpick his game with. He is one of the most complete quarterbacks that you will ever see. Ever see. I could have nitpicked him too. Like last year, yes. He needed to, he needed to get better. He needed to take care of the football a little bit better. He needed to kind of you know, rowling and in, in, in the concepts a little bit more, stick in the pocket a little bit more at times. He did that. There was still that backyard football, which was great, but he vastly improved at trusting the offense, letting the offense run through him. And um, yeah, but I mean, you watch him. There really is not a lot. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. I, I'm in love.
Did he? Um, yeah. So you're not even saying at times this year you didn't feel you didn't feel like he was like uh, pushing it or trying to make too many plays. He pretty much just played his yeah, position perfectly. Like if you're not pushing the limits, you ain't gonna be great. If, yeah, if, if I'm worried about if I'm if I'm there dinking and dunking and checking down, like that's good and all, but you ain't gonna win championships. You ain't gonna win a Heisman. Like you gotta take some chances. I think he has the cojones. You know, what's about big balls? He's got the big balls of trying to put some balls in some tight windows, and and I appreciate that. Like he got better at that of decision making of like okay, you know. Certain times when I'm out of the pocket, you know, can I maybe throw the ball across my body? Yeah, but sometimes they're, they, you know, sometimes it's just stupid. Sometimes I do have to throw the ball away. He improved on that from year one to year two, from you know Oklahoma to USC last year. But you gotta have some effort in you. You gotta have some throws where like the coach's butt cheeks get a little bit tight on the sidelines. Yeah. You throw it and your butt cheeks get a little bit tight too in the pocket. You're like, alrighty then. Like there's a lot <laughs> of moments of that, and and that's what makes him special though. I don't know that I thought that we would get a uh, Ace Ventura reference uh, while talking about the first place on the show. I haven't thought about Ace in a long time. Um, uh, shout out to our guy Clint Moses in the chat, who's our resident, resident uh, Oregon State fan, pointing out that the Beavers held, held Caleb to his lowest yards and passing percentage. What what yeah. goes so early wrong? in the season? Early in the yeah, season, yeah, yeah. But what went wrong late in the year, like like after Utah, when you have such a great start and then you kind of completely disappear, or in the bowl game against Tulane, where I get, I mean, I, I know you they're losing great. the game. Hey, Tulane went great. You what about great. what about you? What about the 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 Pac twelve championship? He was banged up. He was hurt. Okay, you remember okay. That? he got hurt. He was he was playing great. Then he decides to you know it, it's it's a it's a taking care of your body sort of thing too. For you remember, I mean, he was running. You know, great run left side decides to kind of make a move instead of just going out of bounds and going down. He ends up that's hurting right. himself. Forgot that. Not the same quarterback the rest of the game. And I mean, that's 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 that, that is part of his game, and and that is something that you know. Okay, here's one thing he can prove on: continuing to be a better pocket quarterback. Because you know, we did see a very different quarterback when he was not able to run around, make plays with his legs, get outside the pocket. When he was forced to stay in the pocket because of the injury was not as effective. So there you go, T-Bob. Figure out a way to trust your O-line, sit in there, get it, get through your reads, and not feel like you have to be, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes in order to have success. So that, that's the one area for me I want to see him get better at. All right, number two on this list. Maybe a bit of a surprise here, right? Because when it comes to NFL prospects, it generally goes uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May. But number two on this list is Michael Penix Jr., mm -hmm scoring 97 points and uh Aaron we can get into it right I, I don't think that Penix is a better NFL prospect than May I don't think he's terribly far off um no. but the question is will he be a better college quarterback next year and he has a few distinct advantages in his uh in his side of this conversation uh first off he's a fifth year senior right compared to a uh Richard sophomore for May so just like more experience tends to um matter more but maybe more importantly than anything to me is that he gets everybody back uh he's still with kalen DeBoer, who remember when he was great at indiana who is he with kalen DeBoer? DeBoer leaves Penix falls off completely DeBoer comes back Penix goes back to be one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country mm -hmm. he's got both of offensive yeah. tackles back and he's got his top three receivers back 
Okay, Roma Dunze, who caught for over 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns last year, sophomore. Jalen McMillan, another 1,000-yard receiver, nine touchdowns, sophomore. Freshman, their third leading receiver, had 700 yards. Jalen Polk, again, freshman. So the line's back, the receivers are back, the coaches are back, and he's got the experience. As we'll talk about with May, it's kind of the opposite with Drake May. So I, I I actually really like Michael Penix Jr. here as the second best quarterback on this list for college, not NFL prospect, but just college quarterback. Well, that's, that's what I want to know. Like, is it, is this, is this, are we, are we picking this list on who's the best quarterback or who's going to have the best stats? Who's going like, to have they, the best like, years? Maybe not like just raw stats, but like wins, no, that's years. Not like, the name of like the article, the, the name of the article is ranking the best 10 quarterbacks heading into next season. Yeah, not but it's not saying ten NFL draft prospects, right? Because if you're doing a draft prospect, Anthony Richardson. I'm still, I'm still saying who's the better quarterback. I'm just saying who the better quarterback is. I'm not will because your offense, yes, the offense you're in will dictate a lot of what your numbers are going to be. The offense that they're in, Washington, the this the, the talent that's coming back around Michael Penix Jr. is far better than Drake May. Does not yes. make him a better quarterback. Does not it make does, him a better but, quarterback. The, so I the, think the that, list with it the list should the, the list should then be who's gonna have the best stats in college football. Like I I don't get it. Are no, we ranking Aaron, the top Aaron, 10 shut quarterbacks? Up. No, are no, we no, ranking no, the top 10 quarterbacks no, in college dude. football next year, or are we ranking who is gonna have the best stats in college football next year? I'm just saying. I'm just saying because there's no doubt in my mind. There's no no no. There's no doubt in my mind that Drake May is the better quarterback. And that if that's the ranking. Then he should be too. Bro, am I crazy on this one? You You're are being, being purposefully, purposefully obtuse. obtuse. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I'm exactly. not. Yes. They should. No, I'm what? Not. What writer is going to get on the internet and pitch their editor? Hey, I think we should title it "Top Ten Quarterbacks Who Will Have the Best Stats Next Year." You know what the editor says? Let's just call it top ten quarterbacks. Okay. We just talked about feeling it in your yeah. plums, but I do think I do think best. to your point, T. Bob, Aaron does feel it in his plums that Drake May is better. That's what he feel. He feels yes. in his plums. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess what I mean by feeling the pumps is I don't think do there's not? I don't think I don't think this is a raw no no I think he's a better NFL prospect, like I said, but I think I think Michael Penix Jr. is gonna have more success next year and have a better year. Um statistically and maybe from a win standpoint as well. Uh Drake so May's on a better got, team. Switch it. Switch it. Switch it. That's put, put Drake on Washington. To, put Drake on Washington. What happens? Drake would have better stats. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I, I find that hard to argue with. I guess when I look at this list, though, the feeling that I get is it's not is that they're not approaching this just from a who is the most talented quarterback situation. I mean, Bo Nix is fourth in this list. Would Bo Nix be fourth in terms of NFL prospects? I mean, you I might know better than I would. Like uh, so you think the list is just shit all over the place? Okay, so so why should Drake? Why should Drake? So Drake May loses Phil Longo to Wisconsin. Uh, he loses all of his receivers as Josh Downs and Antoine Green, uh -huh. his top two guys that were dominant last year, both He's going elite, to the NFL. Man. He's elite. Um, He's elite. Chip Lindsey's the OC now. Does Chip Lindsey do anything for you? I mean, tell me, tell me, tell me about Chip Lindsey because when I look at his resume, I don't see anything that good he had pretty good numbers I'm at UCF going, last year but it's nothing to get like terribly excited about yeah I'm just once again like I think an elite quarterback masks a lot of issues I mean Drake is at that level I've said it before if Drake and Caleb are in the draft this year they're the number one number two quarterback game taken off the board they're the first two picks in the NFL draft this year like you're talking about guys that be that that right now 
could be starting in the NFL next fall. Like they're that good that they can make the jump and be day one starters next year or coming back for another season. You can't tell me those guys aren't going to make those receivers better, that they're not that much better than everyone else on the football field. So maybe I am looking at it from an NFL standpoint. Like I'm looking at it at a pure talent standpoint, not a who's your coordinator, who are your receivers, which is going to help you put stupid stats up of who is the best quarterback in college football and those two are clearly the best this year and they're going to be the best two guys next year so my only issue with this conversation is if Penix balls out and wins the pac 12 and drake may and them don't make the acc championship um your opinion's not going to change right uh but i think what this list is getting at is that in that context that Penix should be ranked above drake may i i think that's what this list is getting at. And again, that's just too much for May to overcome. Now, it is clear, though, that we're starting to see tiers develop because you have 119 points for Williams. Yep. You have 93 points for May. You have, uh, and then you have uh, 97 points for Penix. Then you go all the way down to 80 points at Bo Nix and then 58 at Jordan Travis. Okay. So you have your big three. Bo Nix yep. exists in some sort of in-between purgatory. And then everybody else is guys who are like, they're really good, but they're not close to these other guys. Uh, but Bo Nix is pretty fascinating here because to me, he's kind of, you know, to the conversation we're having, Aaron, and maybe you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but he feels like the epitome of a great college quarterback that people just yep. don't seem very excited about at the NFL level. Uh, he he's he will be a better he will be a better college quarterback than, than pro quarterback because of his skill set. But I, I don't know. I I think Bo, who two years ago had a good year at Auburn without any support, I thought had a terrific year last year, was kind of working his way to possibly, you know, a Heisman finalist towards the end of the season. And and, and obviously they just didn't get done. He got banged up in that I think it was what versus Washington they ended up losing. Yeah. But I think if yes. he if he puts up another season speak. like he did yeah, if if he puts up another season like he did this year and I think it'd possibly be even better because he's played a lot of damn football. Fifth year senior, second year there at Oregon. You know, I'm expecting Dan Lanning to take a step as a head coach next year, and I already had a good year in year one. Um, you know, if he's somewhere in that like mid thirty touchdown, you know, he's going to have some some rushing touchdowns as well. Um, he'll be in New York, and I think Bo is like a top three round pick NFL draft guy. I mean, you look oh, okay. at the guys getting okay. yeah. I think I think Bo is a top three. He's got good size. You know, they got him at like. 6'2", He's athletic. We all know how, how much he can run. Um, yep. I think he is good, maybe a little bit above average arm strength. You know, needs to take care of the football a little bit better. Needs to take care of his body a little bit better. But overall, like he's he's a good looking ball player, man. He's not Caleb. He's not Drake. He's not Penix. Like he's not. I don't think he's first round material, but he's he's third, you know, late second round, third round material. It's a really good quarterback. So he does lose Kenny Dillingham whose name pops up again with the next player on this list uh, as he's dealing a bit of a quarterback whisperer. But, you know, I mentioned with Drake May, I don't find bringing in Chip Lindsey to be terribly exciting. I'm intrigued by Oregon's hire at OC. Uh, they bring in Will Stein. And like, who's that? Uh, this is the UTSA. And to be fair, I didn't know about this guy before the article and then looking him up, right? But he was, the UT he was the UTSA OC. And why that's important, UTSA's quarterback, Frank Harris, second in the nation in total offense. 
threw for 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, rushed for 609 touchdowns. Who does that sound like? Like, that sounds like Bo Nix. It's, it's basically yep. better version of the exact same number distribution that Bo Nix had last season. So, like, at a time when he looks like he's ready to make a huge jump, and he's in such a um a much more comfortable spot than he's been at any other point in his college career. I think Will Stein is actually a pretty good guy to get him there. Uh, I found a pretty wild statistic. I don't know how normal this is, Aaron, but it felt uh, it felt weird looking at it. Um, Oregon has eleven players returning with at least ten catches. Uh, there was there was nobody nobody had over like seven hundred yards. Like it was an incredibly spread out production where it gets intriguing. Out of those eleven players. Two seniors and nine sophomores. Nine sophomores returning. So you look at a cast of weapons that Knicks is going to be familiar with, familiar to Knicks as well, and that's a lot of guys to throw against the wall. So when somebody emerges, like you would expect them to be very good. He also has his entire offensive line. Um, or excuse me, I, I, I was I was getting my talking points confused. I, I don't know where they stand on O-line. But uh, yeah, I, I think Bo Nix poised to build off of the incredible breakthrough year that he had last year is he right here at four though would you put anybody else on this list above bo nix nope 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 no okay. it's a pac 12 year man it is a obviously drake wow. as well with with acc but the pac 12 is going out with a freaking bang i don't know if we're going to get to it or not today if we're going to push it tomorrow show if the pac 12 survives after the season or not but right now they're going to have one fun season out there on the west side just because the offense is the receivers, the quarterbacks. Um, I mean, you have two first-round quarterbacks, a guy that could win it's a big major Heisman favorite huh. in my mind, and another quarterback that's going to be, you know, early, early round draft pick. It's it's some good football this year. Yeah, and then how about Janus and uh Moses in the chat pointing out that uh Galele uh transferred to Oregon State. Uh I forgot about that. So another little Pac-12 name with at least some Recommendation. Uh, Lost in Translation podcast says Pac-12 is mid, except for Colorado. Uh, rough year for Prime in Colorado. Like it's a hell of a first year to be in the conference, and suddenly they just have great quarterback play everywhere. So that's your top four, and it's unquestioned. It's unquestionably the top four, even though you could change the ordering around some ways post um, post Caleb Williams. Now it's going to be a bit more of a crapshoot. And we arrive at Jordan yep. Travis at number five, 58 points, uh, 3,100 yards passing, 24 passes, touchdowns, five picks, right? Um, I was such a hater on Travis going in the last year from Florida State. Mm -hmm. I talked so much shit about if you make him throw the ball, he sucks, he can't throw it, He's gonna, you're going to beat him, blah, 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 blah. Well, Imagine this, guys. I was wrong, and I'm an idiot uh, because Jordan Travis beat LSU with his arm and went on to continue to beat people with his arm and posted an 85-8 QBR. Um, interestingly, I, I read there's a great anecdote in in this piece where when Mike Norvell got the job, Jordan Travis's confidence was so low he asked Norvell to stop playing quarterback. He wanted to switch mm. positions so that he could play. And uh, Morrell said, hell no. And then you know who helped train him up? Kenny Dillingham. So how about that? Some Kenny D fingerprints, both on Bo Nix and Jordan Travis. I know you're a big fan of Travis. He has his whole line back, his receiving yep. core back, running back back. Um, they crushed Travis, the portal. Yeah, yeah, and Florida State should be very good this year. 
Yeah, I know. And they're going to absolutely like week one is going to be such a big statement for him and his, his, his way to go into win the Heisman when they just trounce on LSU there in Orlando, make a statement. The Seminoles are back for real. Listen, he, he, I was not, I was with you, T Bob. Like when I'm watching LSU last year, that first game, I'm sitting back watching, like, when the hell did Jordan Travis learn how to throw a football? Like, where, where did this come from? Like, like, like we, we talk about like transformations of quarterbacks being able to throw it. Um, and, and, and obviously, you know, a lot of NFL fans, as we've won't hit on it too much right now, Anthony Richardson, hopefully he improves a lot. But Jordan literally, I, I don't even trust him to like, throw like a hitch route or a slant or like a 12 yard comeback. I'm like, just run the ball, just be an athlete. And then all of a sudden, week one versus LSU, he, he looks like he's completely dialed in. His footwork was improved, his accuracy and timing, throwing the routes, and he just showed it all year. Like I was like, okay, well, it's week one, LSU, they made a ton of mistakes. You know, I don't want to get too high on him, but he just yeah. the whole season, man, looked so much better. And like you said, they're returning most of their guys. I think they built a lot of confidence. I think Florida State has a lot of swagger right now. Uh, they did a great job in the transfer portal, got some big-time guys on, on both sides of the football. I like Florida State. You know how I feel. I think Florida State's going to win the ACC this year. I think they're a 10-11 win team. And a big reason why is because of Jordan Travis. If he, if he can keep on that trajectory of, of the improvements he made last year, building that confidence, I think he's a – see, this is the difference. Like Bo Nix to me can play in the NFL. I think Jordan Travis is a really good college quarterback. Really good college quarterback. Um, I don't think he has what it takes to play at the NFL, though. I think there is a difference between Jordan Travis – and Bo Nix when it comes to that next level. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. 
all proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Man, are you, um, are you just, you, you, like, you must be so jealous of LSU and all these other college football fan bases that actually get to have exciting games. Like, like, what are you actually looking forward to? As a Georgia football fan next year, like, please tell me the what playoffs. is even what the playoffs. exactly, the playoffs. exactly. Here it is. You know what? I I don't care. I can't start. go to any game. I can't you're go dig- to any game. So I really don't care. This is so this I, is I, how I, people. I'm all for the playoffs, though. This is how people get into snuff films, okay? Because because they just become more and more depraved because they're so desensitized. You have nothing that causes any stirring in your loins until you get to the biggest, baddest thing. Like, you just have nothing to look forward to anymore. You're going to be sitting there with a belt around your neck, choking yourself out, just trying to find some excitement to hold on to. Mm. <laughs> I don't like how you just looked at me and nodded. <laughs> no, I've never actually gotten into autoerotic uh, asphyxiation, but... You know, I guess don't knock it until you try it, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe it is fun. I've never done it. Just make sure there's a safe word. Um, yes, yes, that's the snaps advice of the day. If you are doing asphyxiation play, make sure. Well, how do you say the safe word if you can't breathe? Because if you can't breathe, you can't make snap. a sound. It should be sna- safe word. Should be snap, so you can snap. Yes, and yes. Snap if you can't. Yeah. Actually, maybe, snaps. Maybe go ahead, bro. Have some uh, merch design. Make snaps your safe word. Uh, okay, I kind of like that. Also, like in terms of physical safe words, snapping makes a lot of sense because nobody's going to yeah. ever accidentally snap, right? Like there's no mixed messages. You're not going to be like, oh, yeah, it feels so good. <laughs> like, like you're never going to snap. So that, that, that's, that's actually a really good call, Aaron. Um, at number six in this list, we arrive at probably the most forgotten oh. quarterback in the land. Cam Bad Moon Rising. 38 See, points this, on okay. this list. What? This goes back to my original point. This goes back to my original point. Are we ranking quarterbacks by how good they're going to be or by their performance next year? Because he's coming from a torn ACL. He's going to miss part of the season. So to me, they're ranking him based on the fact that he's a good quarterback, not that he's going to have a a, a statistical better season than the rest of the guys. Like This is is the loop. This is the loop. Dummy, they're ranking him based on the fact that he's won back-to-back Pac-12 championships. And uh, uh, here's a wild stat that the article had. The last two seasons, only five quarterbacks have been ranked higher in total QBR than Cam Rising, okay? And they are as follows. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Stetson Bennett, 
Caleb Williams, and Hendon Hooker. Okay, if you are the company you keep, Cam Rising is keeping some elite company there. So yeah, again, this is where we get in. It's not pure statistics. It's not pure NFL. It's who's a badass college quarterback. And the back-to-back Pac-12 champ with those numbers, that's a badass Pac-12 quarterback. And what I fear for Rising is he's never going to get the credit that he deserves, at least not nationally. So I hope whenever he gets done playing football that he can go back to Utah and never buy any funeral potatoes ever again. I want him uh, to be a – I hope he gets treated like the conquering hero that he should be. I hope he does too. No, listen, he's – people love him. Uh, I was lucky enough to actually call his first game uh, at Utah. Uh, it was versus San Diego State. They're on the road. Whoever the starting quarterback before him got benched because he was playing like dog poo-poo. He came in, led them back to overtime. They ended up still losing. But then from there, he just went on an obviously tear, won the Pac-12 championship, won it again last year. Uh, he's He's got swag, man. The hair, the, the energy, the charisma. Uh, he's the type of guy that I want leading my football team. I, he's he's good. He's really good. You know, I think right now, I think also to me, there, there's a line of demarcation when you're going through this list of guys that are, we're getting to the point of like guys that are really good college quarterbacks. Yeah. And now we're at the point of guys that are really good college quarterbacks, but probably not going to be, you know, that, that top NFL guy. Like that, that's, yeah. that, like there's a, like we, we like, oh, it's going to be such a great draft class next year. The first three or four, I mean, I would I would throw Bo Nix in there, but after four, like it, it, it is a yeah. But wins, draft but wins are year. no, but wins are ever good after four. Yeah, I don't know, true. like like yeah. it, it's a like, pretty big drop. Think, think about, it, think about it, this it, though. It's a it's a I will say there's a massive talent drop after those four though. Yeah, guys that, are, but, that could play at the next level. But also think about this. Uh, there's what I'm being generous here. 16 human beings on the face of the earth that play quarterback at a high enough level for their fans to accept them. I mean, it's the hardest job in the world. The mental and physical traits that you have to combine boggle the mind. So Cam Rising, you're a beast. Uh, Have you ever heard of funeral potatoes? I tried to look up like a regional Utah food to throw in there. Uh, They're balls of Idaho potatoes. But look at at this year. I will say, I will say, Guys with the physical traits to play in the NFL from this year's draft, because this year's draft we think is like a bad quarterback draft, but Bryce can play in this in the NFL. CJ can play in the NFL. Anthony Richardson has the ability to play in the NFL. Will Levis has the ability to play in the NFL, and so does Hendon Hooker. I mean, you have five guys right there that at some point are going to start in the NFL. That's where I can't you're tell max you out. that there's that's where you're gonna max out. This but next year's draft for for you know, we think it's going to be that much better because of those top two guys, or maybe top three guys. If you want to throw Penix in there, really isn't. It is just really, really top heavy. But there's no, going to be someone that shows guys. up that maybe. What's that? I think you'll have four yeah, guys that end up starting the NFL. Yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't uh, I mean, Bo, Bo will be interesting to see if he does or not. Uh, okay. Well, either way, um, you got Cam Rising coming in at what was that six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Yep. And then you got uh Sam Hartman. At seven, of course, go to Notre Dame. ACC's all-time passing touchdown leader. Not often do you see a conference's all-time touchdown leader leave and go to another team, much less a team with a bigger brand as Notre Dame. So sexy from a looks perspective, sexy from a brand perspective, and has accounted for a touchdown in his last 34 games 
Hartman's great. I'm just going to be intrigued to see what he looks like out of the slow mesh. Yeah. Yep. I think we all are. I think he's 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 good enough. He is he's great arm, uh, great athleticism. He'll be fine. I mean, it, and then two for him. I think there's a obviously there's a sense of urgency. This is last year, so yeah. he knows he needs to get his ass to work, figure out how to run an offense that that obviously is way more pro style. And he transferred there for a reason. Like he knows that like I need to improve in this area of my game if I do want to make a statement to the NFL and obviously have a chance to win more games and play in bigger games than he did there at, at Wake Forest. So um, I like the kid. I like the kid a lot. I think he's he's Notre Dame hit it out of the damn ballpark when they got him. I think he's someone to me that I probably would have put at six ahead of Cam Rising. Actually, I probably may put – I honestly, I would have put him at five. I would have put him ahead of Jordan Travis too. It's no respect for Cam Rising whatsoever i mean unbelievable dude just winning football doesn't matter to you i guess i don't know yeah. um next on this list uh and honestly that is probably what it hurts hartman in this list right is even though wake yeah, forest well, have, I, good I, I, things yeah. there no so no this next Aaron, guy goes against Aaron. this next guy goes against everything you just said but go ahead uh, number eight on this list jj mccarthy the sophomore the youngest on this list 35 points um to me this is like we talked about earlier this year when we looked at another top 10 quarterback list. It's just a potential play. Okay. People like a lot of these guys are on this list for what they've already done. JJ McCarthy's on this list for what they think he will do this season. Um, because he was not a top 10 quarterback last year, but he did show massive improvement. No. And then he had some big moments late in the season on big stages. And so you hope that it becomes this kind of foundation that he can build upon and take steps forward. Uh, interesting to note that in terms of just pure QBR, just pure numbers, him and Jaden Daniels, the only players on this list that are sub 80 in QBR. So he still has a lot of room to improve. Yep. No, he does. I, I don't know if I would have had him in the top 10. If I did have him in the top 10, he'd probably be at number 10, not number eight. I do think Jaden at nine, I think Jaden's going to have a better season. I think Jaden one is the better quarterback. And I think Jaden two is going to have the better season. Um, you know, the one thing that that's going to help JJ to, to prove that he belongs in this list is one, their schedule is cupcake. You know, you and I joke about it all the time, but the big Ten's a yeah. joke. It's a joke. It's easy. It is. It is a complete crap show. Um, and in a good way for them, they're going to run through it. He's got great running backs. He's going to get a lot of opportunities with one, you know, man to man coverage on the outside to pad his stats. But, um, I think he's good. Like I said, I, I do think I, I, I'm fine with him being in the top 10. You know, I would have him somewhere around there, anywhere from 10 to maybe 13. He's at eight. Yeah. He needs, he needs, he needs, he needs to, to continue to improve. He needs having two good games last year. Why they're at the end of the year and they're a good time to have them because you you that means you're, there, there's a signal of progress throughout the season. He needs to keep that up. He cannot be the same quarterback he was last year, unable to be extremely accurate with balls over ten yards. I mean, he was he was a dink and dunk guy. It was yeah. crossing routes and slants and hitches. That was about it. Or just oh. go be athletic <laughs> until you got to the Ohio State game. But those dudes were so. Those dudes no, were so, so wide open. open. So open. I, know, so I know, open. I know, I know. Like, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was too easy. Too easy. Uh, so right after McCarthy, uh, he had 35 points. Jane Daniels from LSU checks in with 25 points. Um, him and McCarthy actually very similar stats, like across yep. the board. Um, here's my deal with Jaden Daniels is, as a freshman at, Ohio, at Arizona State, he flashed incredible potential. I think he had a 17 to 3 touchdown to pick ratio. 
he failed to grow any of that potential. Now, as we're seeing more and more, the Herm Edwards tenure at uh, Arizona State was an absolute debacle, right? Awful environment. Well, he joins LSU late, puts up pretty good numbers, beats Alabama, wins the West. Like, without a doubt, this is by far the most stable and positive environment he's ever had an offseason in. He's with these yep. coach, this, this very, very good coaching staff. Um, he knows he's the quarterback and has been the quarterback the entire time. Full offseason, all the weapons. So, like, and and because he's seen it all now, been in this game forever, much older than the JJ McCarthy. Like, maybe nobody on this list has a bigger potential step forward than does Jaden Daniels. Like, I, I I'm looking for uh, yep. the, the hope at least would be that you would see a very big jump from Daniels this year. I agree. I agree. I think you will see a big jump. I, I do. I think there's he's got talent. He's got the, you want to talk about, we talk about Penix with the surrounding resources he has as a quarterback. Jaden's got that at LSU. Those two freshman tackles are back. You got the running backs back. You got Mason Taylor at tight end back. You got the receivers back. There's no doubt in my mind. Plus you alluded to the fact that, you know, Brian Kelly year two is, you know, they're going to make some improvements as just yeah. as a culture and, and a work ethic standpoint. Um, I'm excited to see what he looks like in the spring game. I know they're a little bit banged up right now. It's going to be kind of a makeshift game, but I just want to see. I want. To, I'm excited to see his fundamentals, his arm, hit where his eyes are. And um, but no, I, I think he should be higher up on this list. I mean, it's going to be. He's is. Who would you? I like him. Them? I don't know. I, I I I'm drinking the Kool Aid on Jaden. I'll tell you that. Like I don't know why I am, but I'm I'm drinking the the Kool Aid. I think he's going to have a a. I think he's going to have a, a that type of season. Where he's going to be a you know a candidate for the Heisman by the end of the year. Well, I mean, look, you know, if like I said, he's never like if nothing else, there will be no excuses about it being due to outside forces because he's got the line, yep. he's got the weapon, he's got the stability, he's got the staff, the continuity. Now it's just up to him. And then from Jaden Daniels, we get to number ten. And is it Will Rogers? No, he was first off this list. Looking in, is it KJ Jefferson? No, Frank Harris. Music as I mentioned earlier. No. Oh, it's Spencer Rattler. No, 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 no. Devin Leary. No, no, no. All these guys got votes, but it's Jalen Daniels, the Kansas quarterback, who was on fire, fantastic, incredible. Then he got hurt, and he just well, you know, he got hurt. And that was his year. How do you feel about Jalen being at number ten? I think I think it's a feel good story. I think Kansas was a feel good story last year, and a lot of people were excited about it. But not 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 top ten for me. I mean, I got KJ Jefferson. I think KJ is you know an absolute freak. I think when KJ's healthy, he's probably a top seven quarterback in in, in college football. He's one. You want to talk maybe guys that that have the ability to start to, to play at the next level. He has that ability to play at the next level. You know, he's got he's got some things he's got to work on, but talent wise, he's he's checks off a lot of boxes. Got to be a little bit more fundamentally sound. You know, got to stay healthy. Got to take care of his body. But KJ to me is a top ten quarterback. I'd have him up there a little bit uh, as well. I'd have Devin Leary ahead of him. Um, Devin Leary, I think Joe, interesting I, enough, barely I think Joe got Milton's going to be. I think Joe will get there by the end of the year. I think Joe uh, will be there by the end of the year. So I think this was more of a, you know, this was a great story last year, so we'll keep him on the list. I, I mean, he, but but again, I, I don't want to sell Jalen Daniels short. His numbers were unreal. He had an 87.9 oh, yeah. QBR when he played. 
Uh, but again, we'll we'll see. Is it like Aaron? I Sam want to answer this little question. Uh, Ch- Chance asks, "Who is KJ's comp um, in the NFL?" And this is someone I've been saying for, for probably about a year now. Someone he reminds me of, just because you know, of of where he left college and where his improvements need to be. But I think he's he's a bigger version than Jalen Hurts. I think he's mm. a bigger version than Jalen. I think he need he needs to make improvements like Jalen did throwing the football. But go back yeah. to when Jalen was in you know go back to when Jalen was in college. You know, especially at Alabama, like he was not a great thrower of the football. That's why he got benched. I know, but Jay, but Jalen, but Jalen's got the Burrow intangible thing. He's just yeah, he got does. That That's the biggest factor, difference too. Dude. He's got the leadership factor that gets yeah. everyone juiced. I don't know if KJ has that, but when you come, well, I'm talking about physical tools. He reminds me a lot of what Jalen was his last year at Alabama. Can he take that step that Jalen took when Jalen went to Oklahoma and prove his throwing a little bit? That's going to be the question. And does he have the worth work ethic that Jalen had? Yeah, so a pretty shocking list in terms of who's off this well. Devin Leary just really shows how far he has fallen. Uh, Andy earlier asked who's going to be the best QB in the SEC by the end of the year, Aaron. I think Joe Milton. Wow. I mean, a conspicuous lack of SEC quarterbacks on this list, save for uh jd daniels also like we said kind of incredible that the three teams that we think will win the natty don't have a quarterback i don't know when the last time i felt like that was entering college football season finally uh captain spartan 04 with a ten dollar super chat t-bob these are for you how often y'all in louisiana listen to call Baton rouge in louisiana saturday night i would say not very often certainly on game days right but outside of game days not not really um also, as a fellow high-energy person and nerd, what's your best advice on finding a girl-slash-wife? Unfortunately, Captain, you have come to the wrong person. Um, I've been dating my wife since I was 16 years old. So my uh, my main strategy was to get in when she was really young and dumb, and I was cool because I played football in high school to uh, to take advantage of her insecurity. Okay. I guess nowadays, like I, I, I don't even... I, I don't know where where you would even start dating. I have no idea. Maybe like go to your local board game shop a lot, but then like, do you really want the same hobbies as your wife or girlfriend? I don't know if that's always a good recipe for success. Um, where where do people go? I mean, besides a phone app, where do you go to meet somebody now? Do you go to the coffee shop? Dog park? Get a dog? Uh, okay, you? okay. Yeah, is that how you met Sharon? Yeah, we met the dog park. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. That, that's what you did. You just walked up to her and parked at her. <laughs> like, uh, pounced on me. It was is she a, a mating call. Is yeah. she, is she a Georgia alum as well? Yeah, she is. She's so did she know who you were when you started hollering at her? Cause this was post-college when y'all met, right? This is post-college. Uh, not really. She's, she does not like football. She rarely went to football games. She tailgated oh, wow. and then kind of went just downtown. She's been listening to music. Uh, yeah, look, my wife, um, phew, so we were 16. She went to all my games, high school, college, all that. After I was done playing, when we were about 25, uh, she asked me what first, second, third, and fourth down were. So despite the fact that she had spent an entire lifetime going to games, she literally said she just cheered when the other LSU fans cheered and then got upset when they got upset. Never had any fucking clue about what was going on. Uh, Look at my guy for the Black Trunks podcast. Fight on. Shout out. Go to the Petit Trojan Boys. Even though, to be fair, Trunks, I'm a Husky this year. 
Send me Washington merch, please. Um, Greg, we could not find a good picture of me in the dress. We got one, but it's not like it's not like really that funny. It's just like I don't know. It's kind of me in a dress. Um, okay, what else did we have here that I wanted to ask you, Aaron, on the way out? Shit, that I gotta go. No, chill out, chill out, chill out. I know we do have to. Go. I do have to go. <laughs> have to go. All right, uh, we love you. All very much. There's your top 10 quarterback list. And then um, coming up tomorrow, we got a bunch of we're going to get to. All, like we said, the Big 12 quarterbacks, all that. Uh, would you date a lunch lady? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, it sounds great. Um, I love you all. Thank you to Aaron Murray. Thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunner, Danny Cardenas, Adam Gracia. Shout out to The Volume for having us here. YouTube.com slash The Volume. If you want to help the show, sub to The, uh, sub to the Volume. Like the video. Sub to your podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate or review it. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.